96.5 KLH, good morning. Let's talk some Packer football with our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Radio. Jason Wildey, good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? Good morning, everyone. Great. How are you? Doing great. Excellent. Aaron Rodgers became the first quarterback since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970 to win 13 consecutive primetime games. First to do that. Still owns the Chicago Bears. But my question is, has he ever, ever gone run that many times when those RPOs are sent in? I mean, he chose run almost every time, didn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, I think Aaron Jones now also is a shareholder in the Bears. I think Aaron Rodgers <laughs> let him buy into this. Uh, or- and Lazard, uh, maybe. Yeah, but uh, look, that was, you know, I, what I thought was really amazing was that Matt LaFleur went into this game and he told everyone, including the Chicago Bears, that he was going to get the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon more. And so the Bears knew, I mean, they basically knew what their game plan was. It was like uh, a pitcher telling a batter what pitches were coming, uh, like Mm -hmm. Greg Maddox back in the 90s. And I dare you to hit it. Mm -hmm. I dare you to stop this. We're going to give the ball to these guys. We're going to throw it to them. We're going to run it with them. Uh, and we don't think you can stop them, and they couldn't. So I, I thought that was pretty impressive. And you know, I thought Rodgers, while he may still maintain his ownership of the Bears, obviously he's, the Packers are twenty-four and five, including the playoff win in the NFC Championship game in twenty ten. Twenty-four and five against the Bears with Rodgers at quarterback. I just think that's amazing. Now, even though we're happy that the Packers beat the Bears, it sure didn't seem like Aaron was all that happy about the win. Did you get that impression? Yeah. I mean, I flat out asked him that after the game. I said, I don't want to misconstrue your uh, mood, but you don't seem all that happy. Um, and then he followed he followed that up with, he was talking about Elton Jenkins, and he talked about this idea of redefining what success yeah, is. Yeah, we played that. We actually played the answer to your question this morning. Yeah, I, he's, uh, you know, after he walked off the dais, I, I turned to a couple of my colleagues and said, I just, I'm just, I'm so, I'm both fascinated and confused by him because here's a guy who, if you look back, I mean, he's always been defined by his competitiveness. And I swear I've heard him say so many times over the years, hey, man, this is Titletown. We're measured on championships. And to hear him, and and frankly, again, even though we don't necessarily uh, see eye-to-eye these days like we once did, I thought it was important to give him an opportunity to kind of clarify what he meant by that because if you heard him say that, the first part of it when he was talking about Elton Jenkins, you were like, wait a minute, is is he basically saying that he's not going to be defined by winning? Right. Um, I know he's still competitive, but it, it's a really, it's a really interesting turn that he's taken on this, uh, along with all the other stuff. All right. So last week, remember when he went down, he had his neck looked at. Remember, it was kind of like Aaron was rubbing his have his neck mm-hmm. rubbed. He, looked, he went down quite a few times Got hit as a lot. well. Like, is he doing yeah. all right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he is for now, Doreen. But uh, I agree. I mean, I, I think, you know. They have to be, I'm not saying they have to be careful like all the time because obviously there's risk for these guys regardless, but he's not indestructible. I mean, in two months or less than two months, he's going to turn 
you know, 39 years old. And the first two games, he's taken a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do think that's a function of guys aren't open, right? Like, it, it looks a little bit like 2018, Mike McCarthy's last year, where mm-hmm. he was holding onto the ball and holding onto the ball and then yeah. either throwing it away or getting crunched. And uh, I don't know if he can hold up for 15 more games if he's going to get hit that often because it only takes one awkward one, as we well know, from his two broken collarbones. So, right. yeah, I, I agree with you. He's taken a lot of hits the first two games, and I, and I don't think they want to keep that going. That's one of the things I think we need to ask Matt LaFleur about today. Luke Getze is now a Bears offense coordinator, former Packers coach. After that first drive, I was actually pretty impressed. I mean, the way he scripted that whole thing out and then everything just went to crap for the Bears after that. But tell us a little bit about Luke Getze and what his deal is. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a really smart guy. He's a little bit younger than Aaron Rodgers, oddly enough. Um, but coached him as his quarterback's coach the last couple of years under LaFleur and then was actually on Mike McCarthy's staff uh, for quite a while before that, came in in 2014 as a uh, offensive quality control guy, which is basically the grunt work guy on that side of the ball. Um, left for one year to be an offensive coordinator at Mississippi State in the college game. Uh, but Rodgers, you know, it's interesting because Rodgers basically has, and he's had other quarterbacks coaches he really liked. He liked Alex Van Pelt a lot. But like he's got either the really, really old quarterbacks coach and Tom Clements who's back and he loves or the guy that's slightly younger than even Rodgers is himself in Luke Getze so he's had kind of two ends of the spectrum and those are his two guys and so you're right uh, the, that first drive uh, including the flea flicker yeah. Uh, yeah. was a work of art unfortunately for the Bears other than David Montgomery uh, they just don't have enough good players. No, they don't. And they've got a really young quarterback who, you know, obviously the jury's still out on, on Justin Fields. But this is, again, I, I don't want to be like scolding parent guy <laughs> to Packers fans, but look at what the Bears and their fan base endure. It's, it's every couple of years it's a new coach. Every couple of years it's a new quarterback. And it, every couple of years, you start to get your hopes up that your team's still not very good. And they're in yet another rebuild. Justin Fields threw 11 passes. That's yesterday. it. Like, the whole game. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers running the, the Packers running the ball. Like, they just, they're a one dimensional offense. So, uh, they've got a long way to go. And I would argue that while it's certainly nice that the Packers got, got in the win column if you're a Packers fan, uh, if they were playing a better team last night, uh, I'm not sure that what they what they delivered, even with all the productivity from Jones and Dillon, if that's good enough against a better, a much better team. Aaron Rodgers passes the 450 touchdown pass mark. You know he's getting close to hitting the 500 milestone. What do you think has a deeper meaning for him, hitting 500 touchdown passes or passing Brett Favre at 508? Well, Marcus, uh, based on his answer last night, what really just matters more to him is just making sure that the joy in his life is not being robbed <laughs> by criticism or uh, the echo chamber or whatever he yeah. says. The loop, the loop of criticism. I, I look I, again. He, I really thought it was important for him to 
I'm not in the business of helping him, but to state that he's still really competitive because that was just, and I, as I said to him in my question, I, I know he said something similar on one of the many podcasts he did this off season, but I, I mean, here's a guy who, I mean, I, I told you this, you guys, this story before, like he was so competitive and I'm, again, he says he still is. So give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But one of the stories that I love about him is that they used to have basketball hoops under McCarthy in their in the gym, and these guys would walk through the gym on their way to the locker room when they got to work in the morning. And Rogers was so competitive that he would have the guy he would play basketball with these guys. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was only for one point or whatever it was, but McCarthy was concerned enough that he had them raise the baskets. So Rogers couldn't do that. And so then Rogers turned around and started doing this thing where, you know, the baskets are up by the ceiling. And so the competition then would be who can make the first shot shooting the ball up at the basketball hoops connected to the ceiling. Cause there's always a competition with him. Right. And so it's just so interesting to hear him talk the way he did last night. Hey, so Mike Tirico said, Aaron, he kind of, inferred that Aaron's a deep thinker toward the end of the game. I don't know if you saw that, but Chris Collinsworth rolled his eyes. So I'm, I guarantee you Aaron is going to watch that again in slow-mo replay and have a few words to say to Collinsworth about that. All right, Jace, thank you for the insight. As always, we'll talk to you later in the week about the Tampa game. All right, sounds good, everybody. Take care, be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Willie and Tausch, and brought to you by our fine sponsors, DJ's Transmissions, serving Milwaukee for over 40 years and also brought to you by First Choice Heating, your first choice in comfort. Will be part of what we do here on the Morning KLH.